Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Who's glad to be in the house of God? It's an awesome place to be in. And uh, the Lord's laid a message on my heart that I want to share with you. For those who are going to take notes, I, I don't know that you're going to be able to do much in that regard because I don't have any uh, subtitles or, you know, little points that I want to share with you. I just want to talk about um, the message this morning is the dynamic effects of spiritual unity. Let me tell you something about being united. The Bible says a lot about being united. I'm not talking about Manchester United or Melbourne United, all these soccer teams. And all. No, I'm talking about us, the people of God, being united together. There's something powerful about men and women coming together in spiritual unity. The scripture says that in that environment, God commands. He doesn't just say maybe, but he commands a blessing. And I'm believing that in this new year, we here at this church, city church and churches around the nation, uh, such as we are, uh, that God will pour out his spirit upon each and every one of us as we bind together. There's an old chorus that says, bind us together, Lord, with cords that cannot be broken. There is something special about being together in the name of Jesus. And I believe that you know, the sky is the limit in regards to what we can achieve. When I look around us and I see this building and I see the, the, the you know, the, the giving that you as, as people of God have done through all these years past, we would not have had this if we weren't united in seeing the vision that God has given us as a church. And I believe that God's opening the windows of heaven for those who are ready to receive. This is the year I believe in my heart. That's God's going to move in our individual circumstances, in our, in our homes, in our church, where we're going to see a mighty outpouring of God's favor. Amen. Yeah. Why not? I have the faith to believe that. How about you this morning? I want to walk down that faith road. But I like the way Brownie does it, you know. Where's it going to happen? City church. That, that, that faith road of God's favor is going to be something that we are really going to enjoy. But it involves a lot of us getting together. The enemy is not going to stand by and watch us all rejoicing and having a great time. No. Because he's very interested in stopping anything. You see, the culture of this world is against what we as a church promote and believe in. The world's culture is against us as a church. And folks, if we are going to be fragmented, and if we are going to be talking about other people and complaining about this, that, and the other within the house of God, and the tragedy about it all is that we don't do it to ourselves. We do it to others. We talk to other people about different things that maybe are not going so well in the house of God. The enemy steps in, and he causes faithful people to want to walk away. And in years to come, those same people that were faithful have still not got a home or a house of God to call home. You see, in this place, I've determined in my heart that this is my house. This is my home. I want my children to grow up in this home, the house of God. I want my families to understand, young or old, that when they grow up, the young people get married and have kids. I want them to also say, this city church is my home. 
This is my house. This is where I want to grow up. And folks, if we have that oneness and that desire to see God's house grow, even within our own homes and our own families, then great things will happen. The enemy will try and step in, but you're just going to stop him at the door. You're going to step on his toe. And when he looks at his toe, you're going to slam the door in his face and he's going to get all bruised and scarred. Because God's going to do some great things. But we need to be together. Can two be, uh, can two be together except they be agreed? That's all scripture in the word of God. I've got plenty of scriptures. We're going to come to that. But I just want to ramble on a little further about how important it is. Because God sees that. You know, when the Lord sees two people agreeing, he commands a blessing. When God sees people standing, because the scripture is all about us being Together, when they were in the upper room in one accord, the, the Holy Spirit came down upon them and the church began and spread widely. And that's what God wants to do in us as a church filled with people together. Pastor Ed doesn't know much about what I'm sharing this morning. And I hope I'm not stepping on his toes. But I did let him know the title of the message and then I left it up to him to work it out. But anyway, you know, I'm sure that he will appreciate the whole concept of togetherness because this is the beginning of the year. What an opportunity for us to call down the presence of God in our hearts. As a person, as an individual, both Pearl and I, we do our devotions together, but individually through those devotions, we have different thoughts and, and God connects us in a different way to what he wants us to understand and know. And we are blessed as a result. Doing it together, praying for our families together. We do it in our homes. But when we come here, there's a lot of houses in this place. We're coming together to be as one again, believing what God has laid on the hearts of our leaders for us as a church, the vision, the purpose, the, the whole idea of us being together. I love the idea of all in. And let's just understand that all in is about all in. Not some of us being a part of it, but all of us. Please forgive me, I'm a pastor, you know, and, and my heart burns when I see that they are, uh, uh, yes, uh, happy about there being a great bunch of people, but I also know that there are others that could be a part of this that will enlarge our defensive mechanism or our attacking mechanism to say to the devil, you see, you can't get through us because we are all here and we are all facing you together and we know that God is with us and if God be for us, who can be against us? And so there's that oneness and the importance of being together. And I want to encourage you into this new year. Let's be behind what the vision of the church is. Let's be behind what the purpose of the church is. And I'm looking forward to what Pastor Ed's got to share with us in this series that is coming up. Because I can sense that behind that, God has spoken to him in very, very effective ways that's going to reach our hearts. And I want you to be prepared and open and say, yeah, Pastor Ed, let me have it. 100%, I want to have it because I want to be a part of this movement that we call City Church here. The devil hates unity probably more than anything else in the body of Christ because he picks on that quite a bit. He gets to people's lives. There's a lot of ways that he gets in and he tears people apart through families, through friends, through people who we love and respected. 
That might be the case, but as an individual, when God challenges us and when life challenges us in that way rather, and we find that things are going a bit difficult for us, we are not to go and spill it out elsewhere and make the, because the world will say, well, why do I need to go to church if that's happening in church as well? It happens in the world. Why must I go to church if it's going to happen there? There are so many issues that the devil would love to stop, uh, to, to infiltrate into the life of the believer, to cause them to turn away from God. And when they do that, they take others with them. And it's not a good thing. Some of us, we might go home, sit around our dinner tables with our families, and we'll talk about things that are not right. The music is too loud. I don't like the songs they sing. And the kids are listening to all of this, and they think to themselves, well, I'm not going to go to church, man. I don't need to do that. Friends, can I just encourage you to be very conscious of the sort of words and the seeds that we are sowing into the lives of others because of our negativity. It's only the devil that is getting through you to want to teach, to want to talk to others and turn others. You might not even realize it, but that's how subtle he is. I've experienced it. I've seen it. And I've had to deal with a number of issues in church life. But that is church. You know, that's what it's all about. We're here to help one another, to build one another up. We're not here to condemn people. They're people of God. We love them regardless of their status in life, regardless of the things that they do. If you have the love of God in you, then all you're going to speak about is that godly love and acceptance. And that's what we ought to be because God's appointed us to be his messengers, to share words of life, to share words of encouragement, to share words of beauty, to let people know that God cares for them, to let them know that we care for them. Because the opposite of that is negativity, is anger, is hatred, is disappointments, is all of that stuff that we don't want to have anything to do with. But if we can reach out to one another and encourage one another, hey, let's stand up for Jesus. Come on, friends, I want to be a soldier of the cross. I want to lift up the banner of Christ. And I'm going to speak well of you. I'm going to tell people that we have the best church in, in town that they're an amazing bunch of people. And that's the attitude. Imagine if we had that negative approach. There's no room for the enemy then. Sure, things might not always be right. Come on. Look, I'd love for things to be 100% all the time, but it's not going to happen because the enemy's at work. But let's not let him have any further footstep or toe into a, yeah, slam the door in his face. Because he doesn't learn anyway. I mean, if I walk into a wall and my nose hits that wall, that wall is hard, my nose starts to bleed, I'm not going to walk into that wall again. But the devil's dumb enough to do it. Let's keep slamming the door in his face. And let him know that we're going to stand firm in the purposes of God. I love serving the Lord. Been doing it for many years. And I believe it's going to keep, keep going whenever. I, I thank God that I have the respect of my children, my grandchildren. Sure, they have their problems. But for both Pearl and I, they will always come to us. They will always look up to us. They will always seek our advice because they know that we've stood firm in the purposes of God. We haven't shifted one way or the other. We've just stood our stand, stances firm in the things of the Lord. And that's an important thing that I've learned. You know, in Matthew chapter 12, uh, one of the scriptures I've got, we'll come to it later, but let me just read it for you. It says, every kingdom that is divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will 
not stand. And I believe that that's the message for us to understand, that we must speak well of each other. If you haven't got anything good to say, please don't say anything about others. Pray about it. Ask God to give you the strength and the courage to stand up and to be honest with whatever issue it is that you're having, but not to spread it around that causes uh, discontent and disharmony. You know, we have programs like all in the, the dinner parties. I, I love the dinner parties. We have some great discussions there. It's all about getting people to relax and be comfortable and knowing that God is with us in that environment. We, we don't speak negatively about other people. No, we are there to build people up, to encourage and lift people up and, and encourage them to know that the Lord is with them and we pray together and we have fun together. And, you know, people are made to feel comfortable and relax, and, and that, that's what it is in this house of God. We, we all come together to worship the Lord, and sometimes I walk in those doors, and I might seem a little quiet, and, but once the music starts going, or I talk to somebody, my spirit's just built up, and I'm encouraged by you, and that's what we ought to do for each and every one of us. You know, there's a dynamic about the spiritual unity that God blesses. He says, I command a blessing amongst the people that are unified in the purposes of God. And this is a new year, so I'm encouraging you. Let's stand together. Let's believe together. Let's invite God in, into our midst in such a way that He is just willing to pour out His blessing upon each and every one of us. I, I'm going to get to my notes in a minute. If you'll just... I, I, I didn't know that I had this bandwagon, but it seems to be happening this morning. <laughs> See, the enemy is waiting to tear us down. He is waiting at every opportunity. And we need to stay strong. We need to uh, uh, be of a, uh, you know, a, 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 a people that will, you know, God save us from ourselves. Uh, you know, like sometimes we go over the line and we cross the line and we stuff starts happening, people say things that are detrimental and people get hurt and, and then you get church splits and all that. So God save us from ourselves. God save us from any discord. God save us from having mouths filled with murmuring, gossiping, wrong attitude and so forth. We need to rise above that and we need to be different. Let us be Holy Spirit driven, Holy Ghost driven. Sense the anointing of the Spirit upon our lives. Open our hearts to Jesus. Lord, have your way in me. You know, we need to be careful to not let the enemy get his nose in the door. Not even a toe holding the door. We need to stand up against him. In Psalm 133, let's look at some scriptures. I do have some scriptures here. So let's have a look at Psalm 133 and verses 1. 2 and 3. And it says, Behold how pleasant and how good it is for brethren and sisteren to dwell together. Everybody say it with me, in unity. How? The rest of it goes, it is like the precious oil. I want you to listen to this line because this really excites me. It's like the precious oil upon the head now it's running down, it's not just dribbling or trickling down. It's running down the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of him. You know, there's a, a, there's a lavish outpouring of God's favor 
on a people that walk together. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to gather together or to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard. Now I see like it's a lavish outpouring of God's favor upon us, his people that are together. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mounts of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing forevermore. It says for there, but if we are united, I would say for here the Lord commanded a blessing forevermore. It's about a unification of believers. Look, we're not always going to get along with everything that goes on. But folks, let me say this. Let's not go spreading our, uh, our, our disagreements or our disappointments with others that builds up a network of disappointments. Let's avoid all of that and allow the presence of God to come in and do things that's going to change people's lives. Because I tell you, that's what this house of God is all about. It's presenting Jesus. It's presenting a lifestyle that's going to encourage you and build you up and make you strong. Sure, there'll be things that are said that we have no control over sometimes, but we've just got to understand and be sure that the Word of God says unity is the answer. I'll command a blessing, he says, life forevermore. Walking in the purposes of God is the best thing that we could ever do. Being, bringing this unity is going to not only break down your life, but those around you as well that's going to be challenged because of that disunity. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 to 20 says, Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Verse 20 says, For, there, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. What a great promise that is. Just two of you, mom and dad, praying for your children. God's with you. Brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, God is with you when you pray in his name. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst to bless. And the emphasis in that scripture is if two of them can agree. Everyone say agree. Agree. If we agree, God is in our midst. It goes on to say, not only for those who were with Jesus, but for everyone who would even believe from that time till now in Jesus as Savior. This is John chapter 17 and verse 20. Uh, I should read it from the beginning. Verse 20 says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. The emphasis here is on agreeing, praying together. The scripture is written for me. You know, I, I really feel that when I read scripture. I think, well, this is written for me. If I can agree with anybody else on the same issue concerning the word of God, that God is there in our midst. He's bound, he's bound, bounded, he's bound us together for this purpose that we may stand together and agree. It says, I do not pray for these alone. It goes on to say in verse 22 to 23 of John chapter 17. But I pray, also pray for those who believe in me through their word. You know, I think it's a good, a good point to just look at the person next to you. I'm going to read the scripture again. I do not pray 
for these alone, but also for those who believe in me. This is Jesus speaking through their word. You know, you need to look at the person next to you and say, you know what, friend? That scripture is written to you. It is. Trusting in God. Not only for those who were with Jesus, but for everyone who would even believe from that time till now in Jesus as Savior. You know, if we pick it up from verse 21. Can we get verse 21 on there? Yes. Can you guys read it with me? That, they'll, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Verse 22 says, And the glory which you gave me I have given to them, that they may be perfect in one. That they may be made perfect. Sorry. That they may be one just as we are one. And in verse 23, I in them... And you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. What a powerful verse of scripture that is. Our unity convinces the world that Jesus is alive. You know, the coming together. Let's get rid of discord and, and challenges and Look, we, we all have those different things in life, but when it comes to the things of God, let's not give the enemy any room to cause any issues in the life of others through us. We're trying to win people to Jesus. We're not wanting to chase people away. You know, these are, let's look at another unity scripture here in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16 through to 19. And it says, this is from the Living Translation, New Living Translation. It says, God hates discord. Listen to this. There are six things the Lord hates. No, no, no. Seven he detests. Verse 17 says, haughty eyes, a, li a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who, dis who sows discord amongst brothers, God's heart is for people to flow together, to love one another, to be in unity around these biblical values. There needs to be a spirit of oneness. Please understand this morning. When Pastor Ed had asked me to share the word, and I, I didn't want to, I, I, you know, I just felt that it would be wrong for me to enter into something that I believe is visionary. Uh, which will come from the pastor, and I believe the messages that he has prepared for us are going to be awesome. I just said, Lord, help us to be in a position. We need to open up your words so that we can recognize we are placing ourselves, we are positioning ourselves to receive what Pastor Ed's going to share with us. And, and, and somehow, some way, I, I thought this message is ideal because it's not about having an ear to listen and uh, to go and talk about that's going to cause us to be uh, not so much dissipated, but as, as cause a separation from one to the other because we are not together here to hear the Word of God. And I, I think the Lord laid this message on my heart about oneness. I'm not having a go at you, but I want to enhance the whole idea of being together. You know, we might have some issues of disagreement, but hey, folks, when it comes to winning the loss for Jesus, let's stand together and be as one. 
and see the lost one for Jesus. And I don't believe that we have purposely uh, spread the, or share the message or preach the word that is uh, with the idea of creating dissension amongst people. No, we preach the word of God. And so when we talk about togetherness, God commands a blessing, even life forevermore. I want to be a part of that unified, say it, brother, preach it, brother. Come on, you know, I might, there might be little things that you might question, but hey, the bottom line is that we all want to see the lost one for Jesus, and that is the main thing that needs to keep us together and, and to, uh, to drive us on in seeing the others one for his glory. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25 through 26, it says this, but Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? There's so much truth in, verse, in this verse. You know, every kingdom, government, law, authority divided will destroy itself. Every city to its laws, its procedures, if it's divided, it will destroy itself. Every house, your house, my house, if my house is divided, if Pearl and I let a spirit of division come in, a spirit of discord, a spirit of gossip separating us from our covenant, it's going to slip down the chute. It's going to go and end up in the gutter. And that's not what I believe God wants for us as a house to be. He wants us to be together. He wants us to be strong because where there is division, there is unpleasantness. There is no anointing. There is, the enemy has a, an open door to work in and destroy people's lives if that is the case. And I thank God that when we initially came to this house, and I think it's going back five years now, and, and when we first came, the, the openness, the the, the warmth that we sensed is the thing that kept us here because I pastored a church for many, many years. I, I don't know, 26, 27 years, even more maybe. And it's not easy. You know, when you leave your house that you've been a part of for so long and you go to another house and uh, to try and fit in with the vision and to follow the vision or to be a part of what the pastors or it's on the pastor's heart and so we went around to different places and we came here and this is the warmest most welcoming house that we came to that we wanted to be a part of this place and so we've loved this ever since and to be honest with you I will not tolerate I mightn't be as rude but I will not tolerate anybody speaking against the pastor and the leaders of this house we need to pray about that if there are issues. And I think that we have one of the, I don't want to categorize them, but our pastor is a great man of God. He loves the Lord. And his desire is to see the lost one for Jesus. He's an evangelist at heart. Loves to see people one for the Lord. But also has a pastor's heart for you, his people that he wants to reach out to and touch. And, and I believe that through the messages we get, God is doing some great things. I really do believe that this year is going to be a fantastic year, that God's going to open up the windows of heaven over 
this place. Somehow we must make a commitment. We must uh, simply just make a commitment and say that I want to raise my family in this house. I want to attend this house. I want to be a part of this place. I love this place. I love this house. I love the people of this place. That unity, that oneness, God's blessing and favor is going to be upon us. Folks, I really believe that we have a, a year of open heaven over us in this coming year. Let's set the pattern. Let's read the word. Let's do the devotions. Let's open up our heart and say, Lord, have your way in this place. Let's see God's house filled with people that are lost filled with people that are wanting to know Jesus. Let's be open and have them come in and see week after week water baptisms, people getting saved, people being set free from illnesses because of the unity that is in the house of God. You know, it says God commands a blessing. He doesn't say maybe. He says if we unified, He commands a blessing. Can I hear an amen? How good is our God? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm all over the place, folks, this morning. That's why I said, notes, I don't know. <laughs> you know, on the, in our families, in our homes, I think it's important for us and for our children, you know, never to hear the negativity uh, from us. No matter how much, you know, volcanic acid we might have in us, let's not spread that in our homes at our dinner tables. It's important that they never hear you put down God's house, ever. It is important. I can't imagine uh, my spreading of any house of God to my children or to my grandchildren, anything that is going to be detrimental to the house of God. Because uh, who knows who they talk to, what they say to others. And that's not what the purpose of us as believers are all about. We need to promote the house of God. It doesn't matter which church they might go to or where they might be having fellowship. It is important that we stand up for the cross of Jesus Christ. We stand up for Jesus. We are soldiers of the cross, amen, as the hymn writers say. Let's lift those banners high, folks. Letting them know that in the house of God, there's many mansions. You know, there's different things that go, place, uh, go on in different places. But the house of God, we stand up for Jesus. We be united. We be strong. And we preach God's word to all. We must speak well of one another. You need to turn to the one next to you. Or anybody, you know, that might have a difficulty or a challenge in their lives. And we need to say to them, hey, that's not so bad. Or you're not so bad. You know, God loves you. God cares for you. He's not going to cast you away. He has a desire to see you grow and become strong. And we need to lift one another up and speak health and strength and encouragement because I need you as much as you need me. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net. Or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.